Are you tired? Worn out? Burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. This is my Religious Struggles, the podcast. Okay, so Kennedy, this is um, this is a, a, a great initiative that we're starting here on my religious struggles. I'm really excited about it. I'm very intrigued about it. <laughs> I have to say that, you know, I don't know what we're going to talk about, how the conversation is going to divulge. I'm just here to ask questions and to find out why my religious struggles find out um exactly what it is you want to portray what has been laid in your heart to portray through this podcast and so I'm gonna just ask you a few questions and we're gonna take it from there so first of all um since this is you know episode one our pilot um episode can you tell us a little bit more about yourself first of all yeah my name is Kennedy Van Tepool. I was born in the beautiful island of Anguilla, the world's smallest paradise. I always considered myself, <laughs> I always considered myself an unofficial ambassador for my country. We're pretty small, 35 square miles, but um, mm. it's beautiful. And lots of people um, want to get there. Um, and so I'm happy to represent my country. Um, mm-hmm. My country has been extremely good to me. And as a result of it being good to me, I want to, I want to be good to it. And one of the things right. uh, that I do now um, in terms of giving back to my country is I do a po- uh, broadcast known okay. as the Mayor's Show, dealing with the, as a matter of fact, our mantra is finding solutions to the problems in Anguilla. Um, okay. And so I love this concept of problem solving. And so mm. my religious struggles um, comes out of that experience in terms of wanting to help. Um, and so there are people I know who are struggling when it comes to this aspect of religion, um, mm. and especially Christianity more specifically. Um, and the reason why I know is because I have been going through it. Not only that, I do a lot of counseling as well. And I know of other individuals who are um, having problems with their struggles as well. Right. And so rather than helping one, one, one-on-one individuals, I decided to take it even broader. And help it's a way, other of, individuals. a way of helping more people. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being more effective in terms of yeah. being able to reach more individuals and help them to avoid some of the struggles that I've gone through mm. because they could be preempted now. Um, and even those who are going through it, they can identify with others and realize that they're not alone. And as mm. a result, they can always, there are always answers to our, to, to our problems. Life right, right. has provided us with the opportunity to be able to find solutions. I think mm. one, of our, one of our challenges actually is patience. Okay. Yeah, trying to be patient, or, or being patient um, because the way we were designed by our creator is to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Because sin entered into our world, one of the things about God is that he's our father. And as a parent, one of the things that we do with our children is that we always 
provide them with solutions to the problems in their lives. As a matter of fact, we, what we do as parents is that we anticipate what the problems are going to be and cut them off before they actually get mm. to our children. Um, and if you look at our creator, we'll discover that that's the way he is. Right. That, that's the way right. God has always been. Mm. Um, so if you look at creation, before he created Adam and Eve, he provided everything that they needed. Yeah. Every yeah. single thing that they needed. I then, suppose it comes into the, um, the scripture that says, um, you know, even before, you know, even before we knew Christ, so, you know, he died for us. So that yes. was the preemptiveness there as well. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. if you look at if you look at the children of Israel before they went down into um, Egypt, Egypt was prepared for them by God sending Joseph down ahead mm. of them in order to prepare the way. As a matter of fact, when they got down there, they got the best land down in Egypt, mm. the mm. Nile River, um, where it met the, 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 the just in the area where it met the sea. That's right. one of the most fertile lands, and they were they were. Um, they were what you call them shepherds they were shepherds and so they needed right. that type of that type of land and so mm. when you look at um before they went into canaan again everything was prepared for them all they had to do is go in and possess the same thing you just made a point about salvation the same concept of salvation when when we needed a savior then god provided jesus yeah. christ so that we don't have to worry about the concept of salvation so I'm just, what I want to do is I want to, I want to, cause, okay. Focusing on the religious struggle aspect and why I think such a title is so um, intriguing. That's the word. It's very intriguing. And I think a lot of people are going to find it intriguing and more so because of your background in ministry in the church. And so considering your background in the church you talk, you know, bringing out a podcast about this is very intriguing. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your uh, your background within ministry and within the church. Yeah, I remember when I was, um, from the time I knew myself, I always wanted to have fellowship with God. I always wanted to connect with God. Um, mm. And I remember when I was 16 years old, um, the Church of God of Prophecy had open year meetings um, in my village. Mm -hmm. And when they had these open year meetings, I remember responding to the altar call that they had. And after responding to the altar call, I was serious. I really wanted to serve, um, serve Jesus, serve mm -hmm. Christ. And um, the challenge came when they, after they, they, the meetings were over, nobody else, con nobody connected with me. Right. So I had no idea what I need to be doing, how I need to be mm. doing. So nobody came alongside me and discipled me into that process. And so I went back to okay. my former way of living in a short period of time because mm. of social pressure to start off with. Uh, number one. Number two, there's nobody from the church who came alongside me and showed me exactly how I should be living my life. And from that time, I realized that there's something wrong with Christianity. Okay. There are challenges with Christianity. Um, that was subconscious, though. It was. It didn't become conscious at that point in time. Right, right, right. Back right. into my life, now I realize that one of the big things that we miss in Christianity, more specifically, is the concept of discipleship. Okay. The church has one of the reasons why we are not doing. We are not as effective as we are. We have strayed from God's original plan for us as his children. One of the mm -hmm. things that God 
one of the things you'll discover that God calls those who follow him, he calls them disciples. Yeah, 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 yeah. We call them Christians. Mm. Christians in Acts chapter 11 and verse 26 says that the disciples were first yes. called Christians That's in it. Antioch. Mm -hmm, Acts mm -hmm, 11, mm -hmm. 26. So mm -hmm. we, our name was, the, na the name that Jesus gave us, our official name is a disciple. And That's there's it, a reason yeah. why it is a disciple. Because a disciple is different to a Christian. So that's that's actually going to be my next question. Uh -huh. How? What's the big deal? Like, what's the big deal in saying I'm a Christian and saying I'm a disciple? What's the what's the difference? You in England? I am in I am in in, uh, in America. Yeah. In in England, a Christian is different to one that is in America. That is one right. different to one in Australia. That is different to right. one in Saint Martin or in Anguilla. Mm -hmm. because Christianity is based on what the church says it is, what the individual says it is. Mm. Whereas when it comes to a disciple, a disciple can only be a disciple who is a follower. From the, yeah. Follow, yes, who follows the teaching of their master. Mm. So you mm -hmm. have to therefore follow the tenets of your, 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 your master in order to be a disciple of that individual. So if you're not following them, then you are not their disciple. Got it. So when it comes to discipleship, then a disciple is a disciple who's a disciple who's a disciple. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what part of the world that you are in. And a lot of people think that it is, it is no big deal. Here's what I've been discovering and we're going to talk a little bit more about um, in the future. And that is, we don't understand that God has given to us as his children a specific language. Hmm. And part of that language is based on John chapter 12, 49 and 50, where Jesus himself says that he never says anything without his father telling him to say it. Right. If you read in John chapter John chapter 8 and verse 26, if you read John 8 and verse 28, John 5 and verse 38, you'll discover that what Jesus is saying is that he never says a word unless he gets it from his father. And so we, therefore, in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, he says that we are to make disciples. And in the process mm -hmm. of make this, making disciples, we are to teach them whatsoever he commands us to teach not okay. what our church teaches us to teach but what jesus and the father the son and the spirit will teach us what to say as a matter of fact they have gone so far to point out that in um, um matthew chapter 19 matthew 19 luke chapter 12 11 and 12 and, and luke Matthew 19, I'm trying to remember the verses, but for sure, Luke 12, 11 and 12 says that when we find ourselves before the authorities, when we find mm. ourselves with our backs against the wall, when we find ourselves folks wanting to destroy us, he says, I will put the very words in your mouth that you should speak. The Holy Spirit will give us the exact words that we need to speak. And if, mm. the reason why that is important is because there's, there are times when we need to shut up. Mm, and mm. don't say a word like Jesus in Matthew chapter 27, when they were, when Pilate asked him questions and Jesus just didn't say a word. And when Jesus didn't say a word, he was, um, um, Pilate's response. He marveled. Mm. 
he marveled because he recognized that what Jesus did at that point in time was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it affected him in such a way that he had to respond to the silence. <laughs> right. So, so when we allow the spirit of God then to be our teacher and to be our guide and to, and to give us the words that we need to speak and the language, when we use the language of the kingdom, what it does for us, it takes the pressure off of us in order for us to live the kind of life, according to John 10 and verse 10, he says, I am come that you may have life and that you may have, have it, it more abundantly. abundantly. So yeah. when we begin to understand then that we are disciples of Jesus Christ, and a disciple, therefore, needs to study his master in order for him to be an effective disciple. So is it, so is it now that the church has, or, or as Christians, we have gone away from studying who Jesus is and what he wants, and we've gone towards studying church yes, and yes. what church wants? I mean, okay, so I studied a bit of, I went to, to Bible college, and I did a bit, a bit of theology myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of that, one of the things that you learn, you learn about the, the, the history of the church. Um, and that's all the good bits that the church did and all the bad bits that the church did. Right. And one of the things that we learned as well is we learned about how and why we have so many different um, churches and denominations and, and all the rest of it. Um, and what I'm getting from what you're saying, the biggest thing in terms of the difference between a Christian and a disciple the biggest thing here is we've the disciple where it started off as discipleship, then grew into Christianity mm-hmm. because it was a lot of people um, creating their own interpretations of what the master says, yes. and then a lot of people following the interpretation of that. That being the church. And, and other Christians and not necessarily. And that's why for a, a long period in the church, um, it was just the priests or the, the head of the church that had access to the word of God and people didn't have access to the word of God. And they wanted to keep that power um, of being able to tell people or being able to interpret it as they saw fit instead of allowing us to see it for ourselves. Yes. Um, and learn directly from the master being Jesus Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding that the work that Christ did on the cross gives us that permission, if you like, to study the word for ourselves and to be a disciple. And that, I think that makes that, that, that makes complete sense between the difference, you know, disciple versus Christians, what it means we all have a different interpretation, you know, even for us, like, you know, I would consider myself where the church that I grew up in is more of a Pentecostal based church. Um, and the church that you are in is a seventh day Adventist church. And you learn that there's so much differences between us. You learn that it's, you know, to the point where it's like, you know, oh, I wouldn't go to church on a Saturday and oh, I wouldn't go to church on a Sunday. And when it boils down to it, it what does that have to do with discipleship? <laughs> and and probably not that much. And so you find that we can have a conversation. We agree on so many different things, yet we are effectively part of two different religions and with the same following the same God. Yes. Yes. And that's not something that you see in in any other religion where they're following the same 
God, but within that, we have all these different denominations. Yeah. Um, and, and I suppose what you're saying is that that's because we've turned away from discipleship and adopted um, this word Christianity um, or Christians, yeah. and which is just a creation of what it is we want it to be effectively. Yeah. So, so what has happened is that we have moved away from discipleship to membership. Ooh. And so the focus now becomes like the that. church. Yeah, yeah. The focus now become, has become the church. And whenever the, the focus becomes the church, then our differences are going to be multiplied because we are now operating right. from a, a man-made perspective. And that's why Paul says in 2 Timothy, chapter, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15 says, study. To show mm-hmm. yourself approved mm-hmm, unto God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. What is fascinating about that is I didn't he didn't say he didn't say the priest should study. He didn't say that the pastor should study for us. He didn't say that the prophet should study for us. He says no. study to show yourself. You, you gotta do it. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so what has happened over the years is we have not followed the Bereans, for example, that Paul commended in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. Now, these are more noble than the folks in Thessalonica in first that they, when they hear the word of God, they first receive the word of God then went and check out the word for themselves. Now, this was, mm, this mm. was Paul and Silas, the, the, the stalwarts of the, 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 um, the New Testament. But the Bereans did not accept what Paul, yeah, they accepted the word because it is the word. Mm-hmm. However, what they did afterwards was they went and studied the word for themselves to mm-hmm. make sure mm-hmm. they hear what God is saying to them through the word. Right. See, whenever we hear the word, because it is the word of God, we should receive it mm-hmm, and receive mm-hmm. it gladly, receive mm-hmm. it with enthusiasm. However, we need to figure out then a workman that need not be ashamed. We need to rightly now divide the word of truth, because here's what we need to understand. The word of God is God's love letter to me. Yeah. It is God's love letter to you. Yeah. Now, you don't want me to read your love letter to your husband for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to read that you want to read that for yourself yeah so you can read yeah so when it comes to the word of god then we have got to see the word of god as god's manual as god's instruction so that since jesus is not here now he has left us with his word so we can mm-hmm. know and understand who he is here's the other point we need to understand is that the word of god is unique to every human being See, God is our father, coming back to this concept of God being our father. As we who have children know that each child is different and we cannot Mm -hmm. treat a child the same way. Here is the fascinating thing about the word of God, because it was given by God himself, because Mm -hmm. it was was given, um, um, because it is the word of God, it therefore has the ability to adapt, affect, and infect our lives differently. Mm-hmm. The church does not make provision for that. The church is about uniformity, not unity. Thank you for joining us for another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast, where we reconcile what the church wants and what God requires. If you would like to get in touch with us or have any comments or questions, 
you can email us at kingdomuniversitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Kingdom University Network. I'm your host, Francesca, signing out. See you next time right here on My Religious Struggles, the podcast.